Hey, I'm Brett Gornick. I'm Jason Lobig. Welcome to the Live Better Podcast. As Nike trainers, international retreat leaders, and wellness advisors, we help people from all different backgrounds push towards their potential, get healthy, and change the world. This podcast is about teaching others to actively pursue their entrepreneurial dreams, similar to how we pursued ours, and how to get and stay healthy doing it. We didn't start our careers in training and wellness. Jason worked in public accounting, and I, Brett, worked in corporate retail until starting our dream experiential wellness business, Live Better. What started as an idea for a protein bar led us down a path to build what Live Better is now, which performs everything from personal training and corporate wellness to international wellness retreats and yoga and meditation for kids. We are here to encourage you to follow your dreams while holding you accountable. It's not easy, it's not always simple, but it is possible. Let's make today the best day ever. Hey, Live Better fam, Brett here. Little intro before we get started on this podcast with Shervin. Um, this podcast is lit. Uh, we had to end it uh, a little bit quicker than we wanted to just because we had a time stop. So there will be a part two to this one. Um, so when it ends at the end, just know that we're not done. Uh, we didn't get to ask a couple questions that we definitely need to. We were vibing. We were diving in. So just so you guys know, there will be a part two to this. Um, and enjoy this episode with Shervin. As always, have the best day ever. Peace, fam. Live better, fam. We are so excited. I have been right here. I've been talking to Shervine for years via Instagram. And I think this, it's one of the highlights for me when a technology and platform like that leads to real human connection. And now we are here talking with the homie. This guy is, he's, he's just beyond anything. Uh, he's going he's gonna to light you guys up. We're going to talk not only about health, wellness, we're going to dive into business. He's building an epic company um, that is growing like crazy and doing really cool stuff. And he's got just an amazing story and background. Shervine, we are so hyped to have you here. Um, let's let's check in. Where are you? Where are you at right now? Uh, and then we'll dive into your story and all the fun stuff. Uh, it's an honor to be here, guys. We've been uh, circling each other's field for at least three, four years now. I think yeah. I remember the first time I got on a call with you guys. I was in Laguna Beach, which which is where I'm at now. So that had to have been around 2017, 2016. And uh, I follow you guys. I'm watching what you guys are doing every day. You know, you guys are doing exactly what you're supposed to be doing, having the best time ever, moving your body, eating healthy food, supporting your brothers and sisters, creating a family dynamic in what you love to do, which is, you know, creating heaven on earth. You know, when we're when we're not doing what we want to do in this life, you know, we start reaching for things that aren't good for this, whether it's emotional distress or foods that aren't good for us or picking fights and picking bad lovers and bad relationships. But when you're doing what you love to do and you're receiving that energy back, you're thriving. So it's, it's an honor to see that reflection in you guys. And I appreciate the, the beautiful sentiments coming into this, uh, this conversation. Yeah. Thanks. I think that we couldn't, throw that back at you anymore as well. It's like one of the things and one of the things we always talk about and it relates to one of our favorite books, The Alchemist, exactly what you said. Like when you're pursuing that quote unquote personal legend, your purpose, whatever you want to package it as, it's crazy how the universe aligns to, to just throw you on the right path. But it'll also throw you curveballs that you have to overcome. Um, those can be in regards to business, health, relationships. But I think learning from that and just continuing to hammer on that journey uh, is something that that's incredible. And it's been, it's been awesome to watch you do that as well across your 
business feats, your own personal health goals, your workouts, all of that. Um, give us a snapshot of what you're up to right now. And then let's back up from there and talk about how you do what you do. Yeah, you know, this has been a, a, a multiverse journey through the emotional, the spiritual, the physical, the abundance codes. All of those things have just been like a big toroidal field over the last 25 years of my life, you know, since I was 10, 12 years young. And I feel like I'm, I'm living in the embodiment of the dream that I once saw. And I always vision being in a position where Number one, you know, I'm, I have the ability to take my expansion to limitless potential, meaning there's no, there's no end in sight in terms of where I can go mentally and emotionally and, and being able to interpret my thoughts. This is a, a practice that I learned through a philosophy that I've been following for 20 years called Anthroposophy by Dr. Rudolf Steiner. And at the core of his cosmology or his cos, cosmogenesis is the ability to see your own thought system and why you're you're guiding um, yourself with internal battles and internal predispositions on thinking and he calls that super sensible awareness and i resonate with that because i feel we're dynamic beings with uh, a consciousness that's ever evolving and uh, because of the system we're in today in terms of our you know our setup and our structure those uh, super, super sensible abilities have been diminished, in my opinion, and removed. And it seems that we've forgotten what we've forgotten, which is a line that I always say, and I always tell myself, we've forgotten what we've forgotten. What do I mean by that? I mean that we've, uh, we've lost our ways in our own innate ability to expand our reasoning, our empathy, our ability to excel, our ability to open up the field of limitless reality. And I, and I don't really mean that in a cosmic sense. At first, I mean that in a material sense, on your own physiology and your own ability to adapt and your own ability to get out of your own way. Once you can start seeing those things and you can start cleaning those things up and operating at a higher level, then you can become something more on a spiritual level. And so where I'm at right now is, you know, all of these things are happening right now. You know, we're in interesting times. Um, I feel like there's been a great divide, um, which has been a common trait for any ruling party is to create separation and to create distrust and to create economic stress and to create, uh, you know, biological distress and to create all of these fractions within fractions. And I've been seeing through this since I was a little kid, you know, I was, was mentored with this uh, awareness. I saw it through middle school and, element, and, and high school and into college and into you know my early 20s. I, it was very evident that we were in a uh, manipulated reality that's being uh, psychologically controlled. Um, and so where I'm at right now is uh, I'm, I'm in my dharma, I'm in my life's work. I've surrounded myself with nothing but uh, you know the most... Um, open and forgiving people uh, that are seeing the big picture and um, are coming into my field with a full glass and are meeting me with a full glass and I'm, I'm expanding myself within that water and really, you know, taking it upon my own consciousness to really step up and, and help heal the world and in whatever capacity I can. 
um, not in this uh, savior mentality or this egoic complex, but more of just an embodiment. I've, I've given up on the energy of having to convince someone of something. And I've done that. It's been, you know, probably two, three years now um, that I've been developing that faculty because I, I embody the martyr mentality. It's part of my human design. And as you guys know, I, I lost my father a few years ago, coming up on three years in, in the next five months. And when that transition happened, um, I learned to let go of this uh, ferocity of having to fight for the truth. And by doing such, it's just opened up so much more for me in my mind, body, and soul. And not only is it taking the burden off, the stress off, the physiological damage of the cortisol and all the other hormones that are affected by living in that intensity, but it's also allowed me to operate um, with, a, with a freedom. And uh, I go back to my studies, you know, Steiner is one of his root books before he got into kind of his occult, occult energy um, in terms of, uh, you know, the uh, ethereal realm was more of a pragmatic approach to freedom. And that's called the philosophy of freedom. And I've been operating with this level of freedom of being free from my own, you know, servitude that's been, you know, hanging over my shoulders, the, the, the weight of the world, the weight of having to be right, the weight of having to convince all of those things have dissipated. And uh, it's a disciplinary act. You know, how you do anything is how you do everything. So it's, you don't, you know, you don't one day become enlightened and then stop doing the work. You have to continue to carry that water and chop that wood. And it's just like any other muscle. It's just like any other tendon. It's like any other joint. You got to keep it supple. You got to keep it hydrated. You got to have intention and heat there. You got to know when to rest it. All of those things. It's the same thing with our super sensible awareness of self. And all, out of all the things that I can discuss, I can talk about every micronutrient in the world. I can talk about every detox pathway. We can get into a whole wide range of psychedelics and medicine ceremonies and living in the jungles for a year and a half and doing all these things. At the root of it is your own internal freedom and really figuring out, you know, your composition and your ability to expand on that freedom. So if you're asking me, what am I doing? I'm living in that freedom. And at the root of that, that branches out into all facets of my life with my relationships, uh, with this movement, Symbiotica, which is not a supplement company. It's a way of life. It's, uh, it's a sovereignty pill. You know, it's giving people their power back. Um, and then all these other amazing, fantastic projects around this, uh, this earth that I'm involved with when it comes to permaculture, when it comes to cleanups when it comes to you know feeding people when it comes to all of these different principles i'm part of all this stuff and it's just it's an honor to be here uh it's an honor to be uh you know looked upon as a pillar of light um i i take it very serious um in terms of my purpose but i don't take it serious in terms of who i am i have fun with it um a lot of you know it's interesting a lot of people they they look at me from afar, they see a message, they see strength, but they also see a level of seriousness. And sometimes they see a lot of my shadow. And um, I had this call with, uh, with our team, you know, we have PR teams, we have lawyers, we have all these different things. And because I'm the, the face of this movement, I have to be very careful with certain things and I can't push feathers. 
and I can't be polarizing. And I, and I, you know, at first it was tough for me, but I understand it now because what is my objective? My objective is to get people healthy. There's enough people out there that are being polarizing. There's enough people out there that are saying certain things that I might believe in and all those things. And so I'm, I'm able to uh, see myself in a different light. And some of the things that were coming up is that I'm intimidating. Um, you know, I, I can be perceived as dark and all of those things. And anyone who knows me, I, I took this information into one of my private telegram rooms where I have a couple thousand people in there. And I, I, I shared that with them very uh, humbly. And I asked them, hey, family, do you guys see me as um, a dark, like sometimes dark? And the, the, the main feedback that I received was, no, you're just embodying your truth. You're not sugarcoating anything. You're not trying to sell something. You're, you're in your authenticity. So um, I'm reflecting a lot on my own reflection and seeing how I come off. And uh, I'm working on that in terms of, being able to be digestible to just about everybody. So I just, I don't know why I brought that up, but it was just something that's been on my mind lately. And uh, I'm working on smiling more in photos. <laughs> and uh, it was just hilarious because um, I'm laughing 99% of the time. Everyone that's around me, we're just, we're going berserk, like just <laughs> laughing at the ridiculousness of everything. So I think, well, first of all, we, I, I, we both really appreciate the, uh, interwoven personal story alongside of that. Something that I had been, we were talking a lot about on our retreat that actually another friend and trainer of ours and uh, a guy on our podcast, one of the most profound things that he ever said was like, you are not what you do. It's just very, very pointedly. You are not what you do. And separating those two things then allows you to start to realize how your own personality your own environment, the structure you talked about, the uh, design of your life, all of those things then actually start to manipulate what a lot of your work product is. So if you're living in conflict, you're going to be searching for the wrong things, you're going to be surrounding yourself with the wrong people. Um, and very related to what you said, Ryland, who's the third member of our team who helps us run our retreats, is asking a question for a book that he's writing. And he said, what does freedom mean to you? And it took me almost the entire week to come up with my answer. And my answer was freedom is the confidence to be yourself. And that's exactly what you were just talking about. Instead of living in the intensity to convince people of things, you are just being exactly who you are. And that has a gravity to it. And a very interesting one because most people you know, you're always going to have people that disagree with your point of view, that disagree with your lifestyle, no matter how you live it. But most people spend so much time trying to convince people to like them or like the things they like or buy the things that they're promoting rather than just saying, well, this is exactly who I am. I'm myself. I'm going to create this. And the people that create things in their own authentic, like authentic way that have utility build companies. Yeah. And attract amazing people. And, you know, we started this conversation um, talking about building a family of people, uh, about surrounding yourself with the right people, um, about living a life that you're kind of proud of and that you find purpose in. And building a business around that seems like the most sensible way to involve 
work in your life. Um, so really appreciate you walking us down that, I think, as you were kind of also explaining some of the business things that I would also like to, to hear more about. Um, but I have like a broader question kind of to start with. How do you, because you're involved in so many things and, and you know, we're, we're aware of, of how kind of dynamic a lot of the work you've been doing is and the different industries that you play in and, and topics and range of things that you cover. How do you prioritize how you help? <laughs> That's a great question. I'm still working on it. You know, and then uh, I, I would say that, you know, if something comes across my palate or so comes across my eyes, um, I take a crack at it immediately. You know, this is kind of something that I've learned. You know, I learned that from uh, Kobe Bryant. You know, I, I took a lot of his uh, philosophy that, you know, you, you just don't put anything under the, under the rug ever. And you give it a shot and put, you know, put a couple minutes into it. And that can turn into 20 minutes, can come into 30 minutes. And you've dedicated something. And if I don't do that, then this just builds up. And because I'm not in a situation where I kind of have, you know, what I have to accomplish in one day. And then, you know, I know exactly what's coming the next day. I'm dynamic in terms of what I have to do every day. You know, and that's, there's beauty to that. Um, there's also, you have to be ready for that because if you, you don't get X, Y, Z done, then you get the whole alphabet starts building up and it starts going in circles. And so I think it's a combination of not hesitating, um, being prepared and having my rituals in place. You know, there's fundamentals that are, um, that, that I cannot pass up or I cannot, you know, push off. And that's a combination of everything that I talk about every day in terms of lifestyle, in terms of how I sleep, in terms of how I rise, in terms of how I hydrate, in terms of what noise I don't allow to cross my palate, in terms of what I need, you know, emotionally to be in a state of, you know, I call it like the zero point or the flow state. And when I, if I'm not in the flow state, then I'm not able to be uh, performing at my maximum ability. And I always say how you do anything is how you do everything. And if you want to execute in this realm, if you have a large vision, a vast vision, you want to be at the top of your game, you don't want to be operating at 70%. Because not because like, you know, we're talking about competition and all these things and you got to beat the next guy and, you know, someone out there is doing it 10 times harder, which probably is happening no matter what you say. It's because your subconscious and your inner conscious is aware of how you're operating. It knows your truth. That's like, that's like the whole thing. Like someone who's lying all the time, right? They're lying, they're lying, they're lying. They know they're lying. And that affects their conscious no matter what. I don't care if they're a sociopath. I don't care if they're a narcissistic animal. If they're constantly in this energy where their inner faculty is aware that they're not being truthful, that's going to weaken their disposition in life. And I, fi I find it to be the same way with your, you know, your moral code and your ethics and your ability to build yourself and stand in your power. And so for me, it's really focusing on the priorities, having my rituals in place, and allowing myself the freedom to take a step back when I need to take a step back. You know, it's not always go, 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 go. You know, it's kind of like, 
how I approach my, my workout regimens. You know, I'm not on a treadmill or running for, you know, for an hour and a half or jogging from Laguna beach to Newport beach at a, you know, aerobic pace. When I work out or when I do certain things, I'm, I, I get my warm up in, I get the blood flow going and then I'm going ham, you know, I'm doing sprints, I'm doing plyometrics, I'm doing power training, things like that. I, I kind of approach my, um, my lifestyle in that same sense is that I have my windows. I have my rest moments. I have my moments where I'm going full on. I have moments where, you know, if I want to learn something, I'm going to learn it. There's nothing else that's going to get in the way of that, you know, and there, there is a, a balance that you have to figure out. Um, I see a weakness with certain people that are multitasking too much. And um, like, for example, I'm on this, uh, podcast with you guys, but I had my bio tuner on, which is sending a frequency into my left and right hemisphere. I can do that at the same time and have this conversation. You know what I mean? So it's like finding like efficiencies. We have a finite amount, finite amount of time in this, in this life. Um, although we could go down the rabbit hole, that time is definitely illusion in so many ways. Um, at least the way the Gregorian calendar is set up and the way that our structure is set up in our society but I won't uh, go down that rabbit hole. Um, but to bring it back to the surface, you know, how you do anything is how you do everything. Get your shit together, write everything down, have your rituals in place. These are non-negotiables. You know, find what your non-negotiables are. What mine are might not be yours. That's another thing. We're in this realm that, you know, someone posts a meme somewhere that has like X, Y, Z, and then all of a sudden they see that and they're like, oh my God, I, I'm not doing those things and I can't do that. I'm a failure. What do you like? How, how did we get here? That is, you know, that is almost as dangerous as someone telling you to, you know, drink homogenized cow milk. You know what I mean? It's like the same thing. Like we have to get out of the barriers that set us back. Where are we wasting our time? That's another one. I always talk about wasting time. Whether, and, and there's this whole thing that, you know, Surround yourself with the top five best people that you strive to be, and you will eventually epigenetically turn into those people, which there's truth to that. And avoid the people that are bringing you down, that are sucking your energy out. I always see that everywhere, all over the place. I also say, look yourself in the mirror. Are you that person? You know what I mean? And, and that, that is a, that's a really key component of the philosophy of freedom. Because if you're parasitic or vampiric and you don't even realize it, then you're already in a position where your karma is, is going to lay it out to you no matter what. And you know that you're not um, in your power and your authenticity and how you do anything is how you do everything. So you're not going to succeed in X, Y, Z because you're, you're stealing from somewhere else. It's just that there's, that we have to get to this level of authenticity. You know, it's, it's, it's how we can define our legacy in, in these bodies and at the end of the day, I always, you know, I have these like thoughts, you know, it's not a mantra, but I always think, okay, how, how did I perform today? You know, how did I show up today for myself? How did I show up today for my mom? You know, how did I show up today for my CEO? You know, he, my CEO has been working 14 hour days. He's going absolutely berserk. How am I helping? Him? You know what I mean? And it's not in a sense to feel good about myself. You know, there's, there's that whole thing where, you know, guy donates to charity $10 million a year. 
Um, but he's, you know, he's kind of living like a degenerate. But he's doing the 10, he's, he's donating $10 million a year, so he should feel good about himself. Well, he's doing that so he can try to find solace in his other behavioral lifestyles that he's affecting, you know, thousands of people probably and their karma. So it's, it's really getting to the root of, you know, why certain things are, you know, allowing us to feel good about ourselves and what, and what doesn't. And what that leads me to is, is escapism. And I think you guys hear me talk about escapism all the time. It's a combination of scarcity mentality. It's a combination of poverty conscious and scarcity. And th those three things right there, I think, are the, the root detriments to our current structure and our current society. Is that, you know, I, I, we've been conditioned to have to feel like, you know, that, 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 you know, I must succeed, the other person must fail. And that is a, that is a very, you know, deep conversation that intertwines into childhood and intertwines into our debt capital slave society of structure and needing, needing money to drink clean water. You know, we've gotten to that level of insanity. And so again, these are really like deep conversations that I love ha talking about, but it's like one of those things where it's like, okay, well, what do we do about it now? Well, the, the, what we can do about it is just make sure that we're, you know, we're staying in our own lane. We're staying healthy. We're staying clear. We're not inviting drama. We're not inviting toxic conversations. We're not getting muddled with so much nonsense and so much noise. And we're allowing ourselves to actually become, you know, who we're, we've, you know, carnated here to be, which is the vision of paradise is, you know, not being in this state of pain and frustration and fear and off gassing that on to the next person. I compare it to like road rage out there. You know, somebody cuts somebody off, they're ready to kill them. Right. And is it that, person is he really like wants to kill that person no it's just it's got bottled up with so much pain and frustration and anger and that's the perfect target you know and it's uh it's pervading through our culture it's it's in our mass media it's in our social media you know we're we're under some kind of parasitic spiritual warfare attack and it's it's full the fuck on i i know i digressed um but that's usually what I do. <laughs> <laughs> and we respect that. I think there's, there's a lot to unpack there. And one of the things you said earlier is how you take care of your physical self can then translate to either your spiritual or mental self. And we, yeah. that's what we do a lot with people, right? We're getting people to get their physical bodies healthy. And then thus that translates in a retreat, for example, in a one-on-one -on -one client, whether we're talking nutrition or movement. And I think everything that you're talking about takes a lot of time and energy and how you mentioned like inner work, right? To get to the point to be able to explore a lot of that. Most people don't even understand that their decisions are subconscious, that it was a trauma when they were younger. It's a, it's a paid social media ad that keeps reoccurring in their head that they don't even, they can't contextualize because they're not even aware of that yet. And most of that has to do with what you mentioned. We're under a lot of toxic burden. That could be environmental. That could be physical. That could be all of those different things. And we're not well. I think one of the most interesting things to see is like when, when we think of the term healthy, you could interview 15 different people, what is healthy, and the, the broad range of answer is insane, right? One person might say, well, I only eat one Big Mac a week, so I'm <laughs> healthy. Or I drink one Coke with dinner. Or somebody's you know, on the other end of the spectrum might be overtraining or overdoing this 
load on their body thinking like I am like I'm working out eight times a week. It's like, well, that's actually not healthy either. So one of the things I think is trying to meet people where they're at. And that's one of the main things we focus on, right? If somebody walks in our door and we can tell that they need body weight squats, we're not going to put 150 pound barbell on their back and have them squat. They might, hey, drink water and then learn about spring water and then learn about how to structure your water and then learn about Exactly. So when you think about somebody that, you know, is, is starting on this journey that will eventually get to this moment of understanding or understanding where you're at, what are some of the like pillars, whether it's in ritual or in health that are like 80, 20, right? What are like three or four things? And I, and I don't want to go back to what you just mentioned, the Instagram post of, Drink three bottles of water a day. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Push-ups in the morning. But for yeah. real, there are better solutions that aren't going to cost us million dollars a year in our health. We're not all going to be able to go to a cryo chamber, a hyperbolic chamber, or jump in a cold plunge every day. But what are some of the things we should be doing at a baseline level that then once I'm like, oh, I take a cold shower in the morning, thus it will then lead to X, Y, and Z. And in five years, I'm on a grounding oh. mat doing the whole jam. Yeah, totally. I, I love this conversation. This is this is like the, the center point of my me- message, which is momentum. You know, I always talk about momentum, and momentum can go any direction. And I I don't know. This is like last year because I've I've mentioned this on several uh, uh, conversations. I actually gave a lecture at a festival two weeks ago in front of a thousand people, and this conversation came up. It was like you know, someone says, "What what can I do?" and um, I think subtraction is the ultimate addition at first and foremost. So it's not, it's not adding this stem cell therapy or cryo or PRP or this exotic cleanse or going to this retreat or whatever it is. It's really just like looking at yourself in the mirror and determining what are you doing today? What are you doing tomorrow? What did you do yesterday? That's impacting your life both positively and negative and just get like use some common sense and momentum is the most important thing because momentum can go any direction. We, we, we talk about the momentum of evil. We talk about the momentum of good either way, whether evil is bad and good is good. Those, those factors that power those energies are the same and it's about consistency, right? And for example, this was wild. I saw this, uh, this came across to me in some link. There was this, they're cutting down the wall of a house to forklift this poor guy that weighed like, I don't know, 900 pounds. Take him to the hospital to give him bariatric surgery. This poor guy, probably in his late 20s, weighed 900 pounds. 900 pounds. Just think about that. He didn't get 900 pounds overnight. That was a process, right? He had, who knows what happened? He was you know, neglected as a child. He was eating GMO foods, just went berserk with sugar. All of a sudden, his thyroid cracked. You know, all of his ability to metabolize things started going. He got depressed, cortisol, I mean, go on and on. He's addicted to XYZ. And then that built up. Well, that created that was momentum that got him there. And the same thing can happen going the other direction. 
And so what I always say is just look at yourself in the mirror and figure out what, what have you been doing that's taking you away from being healthy mind, body, and soul. And write those things down and get honest with yourself and start taking, you know, an ax to those things slowly and see if you can start removing them. Maybe uh, you shouldn't be watching XYZ amount of TV every night till 1 a.m. Maybe that's not working for you. Maybe you shouldn't be getting that light frequency into your brain and all those messaging codes into your soul every single night. Knock that out. Maybe you need to stop smoking cannabis every day. Maybe the cannabis because you think it's from the earth and you think it's healthy and it's filled with cannabinoids and phyto, phyto complex compounds, maybe smoking that every single day is not the best thing for you. And it's actually leaking your bioenergetic energy. Maybe you need to start getting up on the rise and practice some, you know, gratitude prayers and meditation and, and doing that. The simple things that you can do, listen to your guys's podcast, you know, you know, Things that can get you motivated and can actually get new conversations into your mind, body, and soul. Start doing these things. Read, read a book that you that's been recommended to you. Do some research. We have these powerful, you know, hate them or love them smartphones that can offer so much information, but they also can suck your your soul into them. Find balance in that. Start looking at how many times am I looking at my screen every time? How many times am I look, look, putting my head down? And causing my body to get off its, you know, primal access, which is the most important thing in terms of bioelectricity. How many times am I dipping my shoulders? What is my posture every day? What am I putting in my body? Where am I getting my water? Am I grounding to the earth? Do I live on the fourth or fifth floor of a building and I'm getting annihilated by Wi-Fi and non-native electromagnetic frequencies? Am I not exposing my body to sun on the rise? I might, you know, there's so many simple things that don't take super complicated moves. And it's getting real, again, real with yourself. I think for your audience, your audience is probably on it. Am I right? Are they, you know, they've been listening to you. They get the message. They're physically active. Maybe these guys need to take it up a notch. You know, maybe they need to get out of their own way. What if they're so dogmatic with their belief systems and their structure, it's not causing them to be able to go to the next level and plateau into their business, plateau into other relationships, plateau into their flexibility, mind, body, and soul. There's a correlation with a flexible body creates a flexible mind. A flexible mind creates a flexible metabolic system, right? So where you can achieve flexibility and all of those things, which makes total sense. What if you're not listening to your body? A lot of people, they get certain palpitations or they get eczema on their elbow or they get, you know, heart, heat flashes or they get sweats or they get a pain that comes down their side or all those things. And what if they're just not listening to it and they're trying to numb it out? I always say this world's about masking the symptom, not healing the system. What are you doing about communicating with your body? Your body is, is talking to you. So there's so many different things. And, and there's a lot of information out there and I've created lists of a hundred things that you can do that will up level your life based on real sound clinical science. You know, there's a lot of people that are so stuck too in their material perspective where if it's not, you know, this MD from this Ivy league that's, you know, touting it, then it must be bullshit. Right. Or this person that's talking about X, Y, Z, Oh, you know, they're just trying to make money off me. You know, they're, you know, they're, they're just trying to sell me their bullshit. You know what I mean? There's so many people that have that type of resonation and I, and I feel sorry for them because I'm thinking like, what 
kind of emotional state are they? They're, they're just so blocked off. They're so stuck in their, in their egoic false ego. And, um, you know, I, I always, always want to meet people where they're at. So I love what you guys said by that. Like you can look at someone, you can tell someone who needs to get into a squat, right? And what's happening by squatting? What are they doing? They're releasing tension. They're releasing pain. They're releasing stress. They're activating their mobile function. They're opening up their hips. They're activating the, the largest muscles in their body. All of those things create immediate physiological change and they create emotional change with it. So it's, it's like, it's just really getting into the, the root systems of our fundamental truth uh, in these bodies. And again, it's something that we've forgotten over time. We're being, we're, we, we, we get trained in such an allopathic way. And what I, what I mean by that is, is everything's isolated. You know, when, you, when things are so isolated, it's confusing. You know, you just, most people just don't have the wherewithal or the faculty to like want to, you know, take in all these micro truths. They need to get to the, the, the ever encompassing fundamental truths. And I, I love going down the rabbit holes of, of, you know, different little things, but I, I feel like I'm in a position to do so because I, I'm, I've been working on the whole and I, I can now go into outer, higher levels of attainment versus, you know, staying in the fundamentals. So long story short, again, get to the fundamentals, activate your mind, body, and soul, get out of nature, turn off that TV, stop fighting with your parents, stop fighting with your partner. If you're not in a good relationship, get the hell out of there. If you're a problem, wake the fake up. Uh, you know, are you digesting properly? Like, what are you putting in your body? What are you putting on your body? What water are you bathing in? You know what I mean? Like, it's just there's so many fundamentals today that can make massive changes. And, and another good thing to talk about is momentum works by feeling good, right? Like, once you start feeling better, you get you, you, you feel proud. It's just it's a it's a natural human phenomenon. And when you're proud of yourself, my God, you're going to make better decisions for yourself because you realize you, you're, you're working on that. And this escapism, this masking everything is the detriment to our society. It's the detriment to the new generations that are coming right now. It's so crazy what's happening. All the escapism, you can see it on social media. It's all this like click factor, shock, shock stuff, funny stuff, all this bullshit. What is that doing? That's, you know, a child's looking at it or grown adults looking at it and it's taking them out of their presence. There's nothing more dark, I'll even say it's satanic, than removing someone from their presence. I think that is the number one way that we have become that we are becoming an androgynous society and we're losing our senses of ourselves. It's just pulling us out of our reality. And I don't blame people for wanting to be pulled out of their reality because they're in so much pain. You know, I, I, I started looking at the biochemistry of humanity today. When you look at the assault that we have on our food, on our soil, on our water, on our air, on our consciousness, on our EMF frequencies, it's unbelievable that some of us are still here. You know, I, I'm, I, I'm like, I'm not even shocked anymore. I'm not even shocked when I see someone who's emitting an energy in public. I, I don't blame them. Why are they drinking, you know, every night? 
Why are they eating foods that just shoot up a, lov- a level of dopamine? Because they're sick. And when you're, when you're sick, your baselines are so down. And you'll just do anything to just feel a little bit less pain. But you keep, do- you keep doing that, you're going right to disease. And that's a whole other topic we can talk about in terms of you know, mitochondrial function and the breakdown of our telomeres and the breakdown of our cellular integrity. It's just unbelievable. And that's why we are in this rate of rapid disease. We're leaving the health span at such an early age and going into the disease span at such an earlier age than ever before. Modern medicine cannot catch up to this, this whole thing where, oh, we're living longer. Bullshit. That's the biggest load of crap ever. We're not living longer and we're also living way worse. It's people always ask me, Sherry, what are you trying to do? You're trying to live forever? No, I'm not trying to live forever. I'm just trying to live healthy and happy and in my body for as long as possible. I don't want to be a burden to my family. I don't want to be a burden to our economic situation. And we are in the, I mean, come on, look where we're at right now. And so we, we're either going to go in one direction or another direction. I'll leave this part to this. Rudolf Steiner, 100 years ago, said that in, uh, this, he said in a, in a lecture, he said, 100 years from now, so he's actually talking about 2017. He said, in 2017, uh, we are going to be entering the highest level of the Aramonic influence. Araman is the deity of materialism, hyper-materialism, which comes in the form of science becoming the new religion, which comes in the form of all the medical mafia stuff, which comes in the form of government, which comes in the form of systems, which comes in the form of banking systems, which come in the form of all of these things. He said, Araman will be in full power by 2017. And we'll have 30 years, 30 years from that point on, if we don't snap out of that impulse, which is a psychological impulse, Aramonic tendencies is, a, is an infection in the human consciousness. It's not some boogeyman that's hanging above us. It's an actual like seed of consciousness. We're going to enter an age called the eighth sphere. When the eighth sphere is a dystopian reality where we're completely disconnected from our, our nature, our cosmology, where we are in this world, our connection and empathy to others, our connection and empathy to the earth. He's hit it right on the nail on everything. He predicted the great American bee collapse in 1980. When our connection to bees has been so overlooked, he's he's committed him. He committed the the connection between soil science and the microbiome, which you can hear everyone's talking about gut microbiome and our connection to the soil, which is the exact same proliferation of bacteria and microbes. I can go on and on these different conversations. There's such an amazing uh, awareness to have, and so I bring these up because in order to get out of the darkness, you need to shine the light there. And I'm, sh- and I'm trying to shine the light there, not in a fear-based way, but in, this is the reality. You know, and I, I, I don't believe in, you know, just sticking your head in the sand and namasteing it. It's not <laughs> part of my carnation. I also do, as we talked earlier, I do find in the balance, but that's showing the truths of all of these things and seeing how we've lost our way. When we see how we've lost our way, then we can figure out how we can get back there. <laughs> I, I want to tie a lot of that thought uh, up together in that it is so evident that now wellness is completely commoditized. And oh in every God. way possible, for every symptom, there is, a, there is an offering. Yeah. For every way we want to think, there is an offering. 
And what you were talking about is so important for people to pull out is that we think about everything in isolation. The way we work our muscles in the gym, the way we work our mind, the way we work through stress, the way we work through uh, like personal conflicts, everything is done in isolation. We don't take a step back and put all of those post-it notes on the wall and look back and go, oh, there's one line, there's another pattern, there's another pattern until you've woven this web where, well, no shit, this is what is happening to you because look at how many parallels I can start to draw from that. And we start to try and like whack-a-mole that with some wellness commodity, whether it's a meditation app or Advil for a headache or whatever. And it's it's interesting because when I was younger, I suffered from a ton of headaches and I always take Advil every time I get a headache. I, you know what I never asked myself? Why the fuck am I getting headaches in the first place? Yeah. I just started beating into my... And, and the, the numbing for that is caffeine, sleep, and Advil. And I'd wake up and I'd go do the, whatever I was doing before and never took time to say, are all of these things that I'm doing adding up to well to true health and well-being or to sickness? And to your earlier point about momentum, that is the the inertia of overcoming stagnation is so hard for people. But when you're feeling good, when you feel proud, when you start to feel better, those things have an insane like exponential effect on creating this. And then you want to seek out the next level going above Okay, maybe just going outside and looking at the sun for five minutes in the morning <laughs> is something you've never done before. Then after that, okay, well, then what do you do with the next five minutes? Like yep. that decision is just as important because if you come back in and you drink a bunch of shit and don't eat well and go into your dark office for 15 hours and don't do anything to take care of yourself, it's like that five minutes of sunshine in the morning kind of becomes mute over the long term because those things aren't sort of adding up together. And I think I, I, I like that thought of taking things out of isolation and starting to look at things holistically. And then as you move beyond baby steps into giant leaps, then it's really making sure that you've got kind of strong opinions held loosely about how we level up and what information we take on and sort of those yes. iterations. All of that, brothers. I really appreciate this call. I think this is a good part one. I would <laughs> love to do a part two with you guys if you're interested. Cool, sure. And let's get it in there like ASAP. I got to run. I have a hard stop with my lawyers right now. <laughs> I fucking, I love you guys, man. Yeah. I appreciate you guys. Oh, yeah. We'll, we'll figure out a time to do part two, and we will figure out a time to meet up and crank a workout in together. Let's make it happen. Okay, brothers. Love you guys. All right. Love you too, bro. Peace. Okay. Take care. Bye.